What's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of Dream a Little, the podcast that's all about helping you feel confident about your kink so that you can enjoy it with your significant other. I'm your host, Lo. Thank you so much for listening. Today is a continuation of my Q&A with Chan, so if you missed part one, definitely scroll back to episode number 147 and get the full backstory. As always, if you enjoyed today's episode and you want to reach out to our guest Chan or follow him on social media, you can find all his info in the show notes of this episode at thelittlelounge.com slash 148. On that same page, you'll also find a video to my latest Nurturing Mommy roleplay. So if you want to experience what it's like to be my little, you don't want to miss that. Again, you can find all this at thelittlelounge.com slash 148. All right, I won't make you wait any longer. Let's get started. So did you try the cloth diaper? <laughs> oh yeah, I ordered it and it's like Velcro. It's actually also, that's like, it's called Omutsu, which I think is Japanese for diaper. It's from Rears. Okay. Which Rears is like the California based one that I think most people know from like Rears Safari and things like that. Right. But they have this one and it's, it's one of those things that seems expensive at first until you realize it's a lot cheaper than buying expensive disposables all the time. Yeah. And the whole environmental issue you brought up. Though, yeah, I'll get into basically she was like oh i love it it's so cute and it's so soft and now i want to like cuddle up with you while you wear it because i like the way it feels and i'm like what the hell have i been waiting you know so i'm like <laughs> why didn't we talk about this sooner so then it became sort of like okay i see how this is relaxing for you like let's we we got let's watch like a pixar movie or play video games and you can wear your diaper and we'll just hang out and eat junk food but it's not really sexual for me and i was right. like okay but that made me excited because i was like this is like a monday and i'm like this weekend, I get to wear diapers all day Saturday, <laughs> and I don't. I haven't. I haven't used the cloth one because I don't have like washer. You know, I don't have my own washer and dryer, so it's not as like easy as a thing to deal with. Yeah. So I still like, you know, wedding is like, is part of it for me. It's like a very like it's both. It's like a, just a. It's like very relaxing and Absolutely. takes away the. That's part of the fun for me. Like I actually do have like kind of. I feel like this was bladder anxiety like before I leave the house I have to go like three times and I'll put my shoes on and be like no no I think I have to go still so and living in a city where there's not a lot of options for public restrooms and people are so you know it's just like oh I just hate it so part of it is is wetting it for me and I think she'd said you know offhand comments in the past about being like do you like to use them but she really was just asking and she, you know I, I got too defensive it was probably like I mean no you know I mean like I like the idea of it in the story but I would never actually like do it oh you know, I've been there too honest about <laughs> I should have just said, I like to do number one, not number two, you know, <laughs> or something yeah. like that. And then like, you know, I'm then, and then she'd like, you know, just to be blunt, she'd like, you know, help give me enemas before because yeah. we were doing some butt stuff. And I should have been like, you know, I like to do, be really clean and get an enema and maybe ex- have the enema in the diaper, but it's not like messing it. It's just sort of like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of, if it's TMI, I'm sorry. But no, like, it's not. I feel like it needs to be yeah. like. Yeah, it's like you're basically, it. <laughs> you're still just kind of wetting your diaper just from a different yeah. <laughs> place. <laughs> so it's not dirty. It's not in like, you know what I mean? So yeah. it's like, I like that ideas, those ideas. That's, that's cool. And I don't judge or anyone that actually likes messing. I think it's, again, it's something I enjoy reading about in a story. Um, I just personally like the cleanup aspect of it, especially because it's all, I've only ever tried it alone. It was just kind of like a pain in the ass, literally. Literally. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And so I don't, I would not even, it's not even something that's like I'm judging or saying is off the table for me. It's just like, in terms of her thinking that was my main thing, when it's like, it was like frustrating. So anyway, yeah, we got the cloth thing going. 
And then that was like some months ago and it was great. And then I was just still sort of like, but this turns me on, you know, I don't know what's gone. And then I think we just had a blunt conversation where I was like, just so I think, you know what it was, she was saying, I can't see someone who's acting like a little or a baby as a sexual partner. And I was like, well, that's, and then I had never explained to her what I explained to you at the beginning, which is like, no, no, I want to be an adult being teased and humiliated by an adult. Even if it's in role play, like an adult woman who's older than me or like even younger or whatever, I don't want to ever like, I'm not going to go into baby space and do little talk and pretend to be a baby unless you're like forcing me to as a punishment. I want it to be like this whole thing I mentioned earlier. And she's like, right. oh, that's cool. I like that. And I'm like, <laughs> why has it been like four years since I told you and now I've just finally gotten to this point? You know what I mean? She's like, I like spanking you. I like telling you what to do. I like, you know, putting stuff in your butt, like. I can use this. And I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> so it's just like, I don't know what to, what to say. I'm an idiot. No, um, I feel like we just, we assume that our partners know as much as we yeah, do about this kind yeah. of stuff. But it's like when you're, it's not your kink, you don't really understand it. And you need someone to kind of break it down for you very specifically yeah. like that, yeah. you know? Yeah. And she's like. We never had like a dom sub relationship, really, a bit like with except for like some dynamics in the bedroom. And she's like, "I'll be your, you know, your dom, like, you know." And even to the point of like, like I said, I have some mental health issues, and I'm that's something else I could talk about. I don't know if we have time, but I found a kink affirming therapist, which has really been a huge that's difference great. to me to go to someone and know that I could, that they were, I could tell them about diapers. I didn't tell them until like the third time we talked, but. And they were totally accepting and understood it and were like very familiar with it. And I was like insane. So that was the second person I told about to their face or a real person that I told. And that changed my life too, you know, for not just to be my partner, for it to be like a mental health professional that I could talk about it in different ways. Yeah, absolutely. That's got to so, uh, be yeah, great, yeah. you know. So this has all happened pretty recently, even though like, like I said, it, it felt like the first big change was listening to your podcast in terms of alleviating shame and just sort of thinking like, oh, I'm lucky to have this fetish. Think of all the other more expensive dangerous, potentially illegal things I could be into. You know what I mean? It's pretty innocent into, and harmless. I'm into this like innocent, har- that's what she said. She had, my, my, my partner actually said like she, doesn't, she didn't think of herself as like a fetishist or a king. And she was like, I'm kind of jealous of you in a way. You have this thing that makes you feel so crazy, like in a yeah. good way. Like I don't, she's like, I'm, you know, she's not, I wouldn't say describe her as vanilla anymore. I think she just didn't realize, you know, she hadn't played around or explored enough. I do think to my, to your credit, maybe in other people's credit that I've, Listen to their son Reddit. I have like successfully converted a vanilla partner. I <laughs> love <ways>. it. <laughs> so I think that people that have been in, I, I guess I want to say people that are in there like older, like me, and that have been in, I'm not that old, but you know, yeah. it feels that like, you can feel like you're older when you're getting, when you're around 40 and you're in the community sometimes that like, and you can feel like, oh, my partner's vanilla, but I don't, I don't want to necessarily be poly because I'm, I'm not like, I'm a monogamous person. I don't. Right. I want to have lots and lots of friends. And this is hard for me to explain to her too because I'm making more connections on FetLife, and I'm literally this weekend driving up a couple out, a few hours north of where I live to meet some, to go to like a uh, a store that actually sells yeah. ABDL diapers. Uh, it's like a medical supply store. Probably people listening are familiar with it. I don't need to say like exactly where it is because you know we yeah. don't like talk about regions and necessarily where we live. I live in the Northeast. People that I've only talked to online, I'm driving up to meet like three of them. We're going to go to the diaper store and then go get lunch and then I'm going to drive back, you know? And it's like, there was weeks ago where my wife would never, sorry, my, my, yeah, my wife would not have been comfortable with me doing that because she thought I'm not, you're, you're, feel, she thought I felt like she was never going to be on board and then I was going to start slowly looking for people to leave her for. Right. 
That's she thought, concern. she said, like, I told her, like, as my therapist said, like, you don't just fall in love with someone that you meet. You, like, make choices along the way. You have to choose. You know what I'm saying? There's, like, three cho- You have to make multiple choices when you're going to fall in love with someone. I think that is some truth to that, especially as you're, when you're an adult. Absolutely. And I would say, like, I'm just going to meet friends. And she's, uh, like, I've never cheated on you. We've never had, I've never cheated on anyone that I've been in a relationship with. It's never been something that even, like, titillates me. Like, fantasy of cheating on someone yeah. doesn't appeal to me. She was like, I'm not worried about you cheating on me. I'm worried you're meeting someone that you connect to on this kink level and that you're going to leave them for me because they can satisfy you in ways that you don't think I can. And I was like, oh, okay. And that was another thing that I didn't understand. That was her fear. Her fear wasn't like she didn't want me going and hanging out with other people because, you know, she was being jealous you know, or something. Jealous yeah. or codependent or something. It was that she didn't want to be abandoned. So it really just took like lots of exhausting conversations, which at the time were like terrible, but then in the end paid off, you know? I yes. Think. All those uncomfortable um, <laughs> conversations are so important to have in the long term. Yeah. Absolutely. I do say, yeah, I do think like one of the mistakes I've made, which I think you talked before, is like don't necessarily bring too much alcohol into it if you are not if you are someone that drinks, because what we did was we would have like a, some drinks to start feeling comfortable and relaxed to talk about it at home. And then you get sort of anxious or into the conversation, you start drinking more. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then because you're drinking more, the person's questions, sometimes they're not articulating what they really want to know. And so you start giving And like for me, I started to get really sleepy and I was like, oh, I feel like I'm being interrogated. And this is like a cop that's trying to wear me down to confess to something I didn't do. <laughs> so then I'll start confessing the things like, yes, I don't want to be, a, I want to be a poly. And I, I want to like live with you as my roommate and be in love with you and then go find people that actually satisfy you know what I mean like yeah. I'll say things I didn't mean because I was like I want to get out of this conversation and if I have to like and then you push things too far and you're all of a sudden you're going to break up you know and then that's not what either one of you wants so it's I do think the whole thing you said about like maybe not I think you've said it before right like don't do it when you're drunk maybe yes 100% <laughs> I have definitely said that because you're right you say things you're not in the right headspace to really get your point yeah. across and you'd say things you, you normally like, wouldn't yeah and then you don't even necessarily want to remember some of the things you said on the other day. And it's like, but don't you, and then like a week later, they're like, do you remember when you said that you didn't think you could ever be in a monogamous relationship with me? And I was like, nope. <laughs> they're like, do you mean that? I'm like, no, not at all. You know, so it's like, yeah, I think it's just like, I don't know. Yeah, I'm saying if you've been in a relationship for a long time and you really love this person, you have this foundation and in your mind, you're like, everything else is so good but I don't feel like I'm satisfied really have that conversation about like how you want to have your needs met and, you know, have that conversation if they are comfortable with you playing, having, going to like munches and meeting people and doing sort of play parties or events with other people. If they're comfortable with you going to like, you know, Capcom if they're and where the line is for what you, they want you to do at those events, you know, Absolutely. like a lot of times I don't think they realize that they're like, that you're not planning on having being naked even necessarily in front of other people, just wearing and then being in a space with people is incredibly empowering and relaxing, right? So yes, absolutely. You, never, you can have these rules these, or arrangements with your partner where you can go to a professional, you know? Yes. You talk a lot about, you have to, I mean, not a lot. You've talked about in the past, like you interview people who say they have an arrangement where like once a month or every few months they get to go for a, a night or a weekend and have that be like live. And that can be enough, you know, and that can be like hugely relaxing. And that's and you feel like, oh, I get to look forward to next month or in two months, so I'm going to go visit my you know, say in your case, visit my baby yeah. or I'm going to go visit my dominatrix, my the professional that I like trust, or I'm going to go visit my platonic friends who are a couple and we're not going to do anything quote unquote sexual. It's sexual for me because I'm turned on by wearing a diaper, but I'm not going to like sleep with them. It's just fun to t- talk and hang out with people that you don't have to be 
ashamed about yourself and secretive about. And I think that's sort of one of the best things about the internet is being and, able to meet people yeah. and connect with people. I love that. <laughs> and I like love that. And, I love yeah. that it doesn't have to be so like black and white. It doesn't need to be, I'm yeah. having sex with p- other people and we're doing all these things and, you know, wearing yeah. and like there's, there's stuff that you can do that's in between, yeah. that's light, that's just friendly. Yeah. And it, there is something liberating about just being able to hang out with another person in person mm-hmm. who knows what you like and your friends and you can talk about things and relate about yeah. it, you know? Yeah. And I only got that, you know, recently. I feel like I got it through Instagram. So, you know, the, like literally the day after my therapist became the second person I told about being in a diapers, the next day I went and had breakfast with a friend I met on Instagram who was someone I, you know, had spent a lot of time talking to, knew I could trust, knew that they valued privacy, you know, I knew a lot about them. Yeah. I went and had breakfast with them and it was the, it was the first time, I guess you could say, I talked to someone who was just a friend. This wasn't a partner. This wasn't a mental health professional. This was literally someone where we could just like, shoot the shit about websites we used to look at in the 90s and what that life used to be like in the, you know, early aughts. Because they were more active in the community. Maybe instead of feeling like regret that I didn't enjoy my 20s and early 30s as part of this community and playing around and taking advantage of all this stuff that was happening at the time, I I now feel like, you know, I just wasn't ready for it probably. I, I needed to be open to a partner before I could maybe feel like I could put myself out there to have this like a partner that was supporting me before I could really dive in and start talking to people. One, because it made me feel like I was in this position where I could be straight up and say, I'm only looking for friendship and events. I'm in a monogamous relationship. And so, you know, I feel like it made it a lot easier. Whereas in my twenties, I would have, I was basically desperately looking for like a diaper girlfriend, you know, which yeah. I wouldn't have, I could have, and I could have behaved in ways that now I would be embarrassed about, you know, just the Absolutely. way I, be- I behaved with, I behaved with, you know, women, in ways that I'm embarrassed about now in college, you know, not like, not but it would like, take it to like, a I new level. Yeah. With I didn't diapers do anything wrong. And, I'm not saying yeah. I was like, you know, yeah. I'm just saying, you know, just the ways you text people or email them or the things you expect from people getting back to you or like getting frustrated that no one's calling you back, all those things. Like, yeah, if it was something that, that I was already like obsessed with or, or, to, or didn't have a healthy balance with and thinking yeah. like, why isn't this person in love with me? It could have been even worse. I think so. I, I feel kind of grateful now that like, yeah, like I heard your podcast. I found out, I realized how to use, some social media platforms and ways to connect with people where I can, I know how to make it clear that I'm not looking for, you know, yeah, sex or play partners. I'm just, just looking for friendship. friendship and events. Yeah. And it's, it's been really great. And it's made me feel like for the first time ever that I feel like I'm living like my, you know, a more authentic life. Absolutely. It's not like I'm riding, like walking down the street and diaper. That's never been something I wanted. It's like, <laughs> you have ne- I've never wanted my friends or family to know about it because I don't need them. I don't need to explain, have to go through the explanation of, with all these people and people that aren't even going to listen. Nor do I, you know, just like I don't want them to know anything about my sex life. So, yeah, it is. But I do want to have a, yeah, I do want to have a handful of friends that I met through the community that I can talk to about it, I guess. So, sorry, I cut you off. No, it's okay. It's just, it's really liberating to be able to be yourself with any friends. But when you can take it to the next level and be friends with people who are also into the same thing you are, it's, it's just really cool. Yeah. To feel understood. You know, I feel like that's what this is all about is your journey from really not even understanding yourself and feeling guilty about it to now having a partner who understands you, you're understanding you better. And the next step now is inviting friendship into that circle. Yeah, exactly. I love it so much. And it's nice, I think. Yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. 
I was just going to say, you know, even advice, it's the same advice you give to single people. Just like, again, like reach out to people that seem like they share a common interest with you. Talk about, you know, oh, I see that you had this poster or you're into this band or you like this cartoon or this TV show or this video game. That's the things to talk about because if you're looking for friendship that you hope maybe turns into something more romantic, measure, don't message people that say they're in a relationship and are owned or don't, you know, or aren't, aren't looking for partners. Message people that don't, you know what I mean? Like, anyway, just yeah. like it's that idea of like looking, I, I think it's important to say, I'm, I was speaking about it from like someone who wasn't looking for partners, but even if you are looking for partners, just like do that thing where you treat people like real people and ask them questions about themselves, not about if they want to see pictures of your diaper crotch. You know? <laughs> no, you don't want to come off as some diaper obsessed person. Yeah. You're, you're a real person at the end yeah. of the day, how the yeah. rest of the world sees you. And that's how people online want to see you too. Yeah, yeah, totally. I love it. Well, thank you so much, Chan, for coming on and sharing yeah. your story. I really no. enjoyed getting to know you. Yeah, it was a real pleasure and, like I say, an honor because this, this show like means a lot to me. So I feel like I, I never thought I'd get to be on it, too. So thanks so much for having me. Of course. Thank you so much for taking the time to talk to me, and I'll be in touch with you soon. All right, great. Bye. All right, bye. Bye.